Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you? I'm doing good, how are you doing? Doing alright, had some uh, tech issues today, apologies for anyone um, between the hours of about 2 and 4 o'clock if you tried to access the website. It still worked, it just didn't look right and everything, but uh, other than that, uh, which is all back to normal now, I've been alright. Uh, what have you been playing in the last week or so? Well, mostly I've been playing uh, Seven Days to Die. That game has uh, really re-sucked me into it. I played a lot of it back in the back in the day, early years. But I think I forget if I mentioned this just to you off air or on air. But around Alpha thirteen is when I kind of had to get out of it because it wouldn't it wouldn't run anymore on my uh, computer. And I did download it at like seventeen when I got my new computer, but it just didn't really play right. Uh, but now that it's uh, playing and going, it's uh, it's been a real treat. It's really sucked me in. It's really enjoyable. Cool. Yeah, I think, uh, outside yeah, I think, of that... You, I think uh, you mentioned the alpha on um, last week's podcast. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then outside of that, I've just been gra- grabbing a random game that I see on uh, uh, Game Pass and just trying it and play it for like an hour, hour and a half. And if I like it... I'll add it into the uh, my pen page, and if I don't, I'll just delete it because that's kind of what Game Pass is there for. There you go. Uh, anything else? No, I mean nothing that's really jumped out at me is like, oh my god, this is amazing! You gotta try it. I've played a few games that I've enjoyed, kind of a couple of throwback uh, twin stick shooters, uh, a couple old school games, but nothing really noteworthy. Okay, cool. Uh, how's the Game Pass experiment working out so far? It's good. I mean, I check it every now and then just to make sure that I didn't screw something up. But yeah, I've got uh, Ultimate until August of 23, so... Oh yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. August 2023, you say? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's quite it's quite a long time. I'll be... Yep. Almost 30 by that point. You're scary. I'll me. be... Uh, <laughs> I might... I Actually, yeah, I think I'll probably be uh, 50 by then, so... Hmm. Interesting. Um, wonder if he'll still be doing this. By that point, I plan to. So I hope so. I yeah. mean, it's unless you get annoyed with me and kick me out, you know. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fifth think... beetle, after all, you never know. Mm. So, what would you say, sir? I said fifth beetle. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Never know. But uh, we plan to be here with episode whatever that's going to be. So, uh, I've still continued my uh, playthrough of Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. Just really really enjoying it uh the cutscenes are a delight to watch i smile through most of them some of which are very very funny uh for for reasons i won't really get into because of spoilers and yes there i i would say you could i would say that you could spoil crash bandicoot 4 which is not something you can really say about the original trilogy necessarily but there's a lot more effort put into the story and like this this whole interesting multiverse thing that's that's kind of going on it's uh, it's pretty cool. I just got to uh, the Neon City. That's not really a spoiler. It's just the name of one of the maps in the game. Um, and uh, yeah, the levels are. I I'm about uh, three minutes or so into the into the first level of that. So um, yeah, just just really really good so far. It's just so clear to me that Toys for Bob not only wanted to make a really good Crash game that they respect and care about this uh, particular IP. So does Vicarious Visions and so does uh, Beanox, the developers of uh, the two remasters of the other games as well. Uh, I think that's quite a good thing for Activision as well. They've now got three developers, Beanox, uh, Vicarious Visions and Toys for Bob that they know 
that are all very good at making Crash Bandicoot games. Uh, I'd I'd quite like to see one of uh, like two of them collaborate on the maybe the fifth game. I think Vicarious Visions and um, and uh, Toys for Bob would be a good uh, good sort of combination. So, but uh, I think one of them did the Tony Hawk remaster. I think that was Vicarious Visions, maybe. And yeah, uh, Beanox. Beanox is uh, noted in the um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare intro. So they've worked on. I think they they sort of do little support work here and there for for different um, different parts of of different games for for Activision. So uh, I mean, they do. Activision does have a lot of properties I care about at the moment. You know, Call of Duty for better or for worse, depending on which call of duty franchise are talking about uh crash bandicoot spyro less so i still need to go back and finish the original trilogy uh tony hawk that they've got as well so a few things there so uh, i hope they continue to treat them well and uh, keep microtransactions out of it so um but no very very good so far with crash 4 just really really enjoying uh what they're doing i mean is it frustrating and difficult at certain points obviously it's a crash bandicoot game but uh when you get past the frustration and you get into some of the fun gameplay and just just what they've done with the characters is just uh really great so far um so yeah that's been great been playing some call of duty as well uh did i finally unlocked the as val which is the i think it should it should be a submachine gun because it's quite small but i guess you know the weapon size might be categorized as assault rifle uh, it's listed under assault rifles and um it's, it's quite good to use it's not very good from long range so i try to not shoot too many people from long distance and try to sort of work my way work my way around the map but i've been pretty consistently using that and trying to sort of upgrade it and that sort of thing um see some of my some of the friends i i play the game with they haven't like you know pushed me to do it or whatever but they said like hey you can just kind of buy the the battle pass and stuff like that and i'm like no i I just want to sort of naturally work my way through the battle pass and unlock things as they uh arrive because i could have just gone and probably bought the battle pass got the gun without uh sort of grinding towards it um i don't feel like call of duty is that particularly grindy to be to be honest you just gotta have consistently good games um but uh yeah i've unlocked that weapon unlocked a few things for it. i'm still unlocking new stuff as well um but yeah it's quite good uh i don't know how close i am to unlocking the uh maximum rifle i can't remember the name of it either but uh that's quite good so um yeah it's been good to uh to sort of enjoy that uh other than that what's the other thing that i was playing um i think i talked about star wars squadrons last week didn't i about the the barrel mm-hmm. rolling and stuff and how it was a bit uh a bit dodgy to use in vr but um i'll get back to that uh eventually so uh, but that's pretty much everything I've been playing, my my sort of thoughts on that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know how long I have left of Crash, but I'll obviously do a review for it um, once I've finished it. And then, I mean, I've got four options after that. I can either go back to Last of Us 2 and try to get the Platinum and try to get some more stuff in there. I can continue with Crash 4 and try to get the uh, gems and try to Platinum that. I could move on to Star Wars Squadrons. I could move on to Tony Hawk's... Uh, one and two remaster or i can play something else i don't know so uh good to have options as well but um yeah that's everything i've been playing let's move into some uh, housekeeping we'll see you for that in a minute hey there i'm aaron holman host of eye to eye a weekly podcast talk show all about passion i have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me hello with performing there's always a story to tell whether it's my own or not creativity i go he's more than cute he's creative all with an lgbt twist make sure to check out eye to eye that's e-y-e number two letter i 
and rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Gualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Gualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, let me just load the website here. Uh, Again, apologies if you tried to use the website earlier, the menu was all messed up. It was actually my fault, I... uh, just did something wrong basically but uh, it's all fixed now all right so recently on entertainment talk the chat podcast is out uh today for uh, last month's sort of report if you will the chat podcast for september 2020 and i'll of course talk about october next month and my dog's unhappy for some reason um i talked on that podcast as well about um holidays or sort of lack thereof just uh, again it's the chat podcast you know so i'm uh, able to do that sort of thing on there and talked a little bit about content updates i've made it kind of clear what we're doing anyway uh from now until pretty much the end of the year uh, apart from films because no one knows sort of what's going on with that but uh yeah you can check out the chat podcast to uh get some updates on um how last month sort of went as well which it went very well, so that's good. Uh, Let's Play Sundays 56 for Iron Man VR. Brilliant, brilliant game. I did, I think it was six Let's Plays for that game, so look out for a bunch of them uh, coming out every Sunday in the next couple of weeks, but the first one for that is uh, available to be watched on the website. That's the Iron Man VR Let's Play. Uh, Diabolical 7, uh, Robert joined me on Saturday to talk about the season finale for the boys. It has already been renewed for a third season and there's also a spin-off in the works. Uh, it's doing very, very well for Amazon, so uh, that's good as well. Um, did you enjoy doing that podcast? It was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, it's ton of fun. I mean, it was kind of a bummer that we couldn't do it for all episodes, but the mm. time differential between when you saw it and when I got a chance to see it just didn't make it feasible. So. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's just how it worked out. But uh, yeah, we covered the whole of season two from episodes one to eight. So you can check out the podcast for that. That's the Diabolical Seven for the boys. So uh, have a look out for that as well. Uh, gaming talk last week. We talked about uh, the Resident Evil movie uh, reboot and the cast that's involved. We talked about Cyberpunk going gold. Uh, that's CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk 2077. Talked a little bit about the crunch. Uh, story thing that's kind of going on there as well so uh, we talked about that uh, last week The Walking Dead returned uh, with multiple episodes uh, the season, the long awaited season finale for season 10 for the main Walking Dead show and then The Walking Dead World Beyond the new uh, young teen led sort of spin off which is available on AMC started as well if you want to watch that in the UK that's available on Amazon on Fridays uh, so you can have a look out for that. We'll, we will be doing, of course, the Season 1 Episode 2 podcast uh, tomorrow, as usual, on Wednesdays. So you can have a look out for that. Uh, like I said, we also covered the Season 10 finale. So look out for both of those episodes. And I will be covering the uh, season premiere f- uh, for Season 6 of Fear the Walking Dead. So we're, we're going all out this October with The Walking Dead. So uh, just have a look out for those if you're a fan of those shows. Uh, Becoming Heisenberg podcast for Breaking Bad Season 1 Episode 5 was released. Uh, Season 1 Episode 6 podcast will be available tomorrow on Wednesday as well. So have a look out for those. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's go into some news. Alright, uh, would you like me to go first, or would you like to go first this week? Uh, I, I'll go first this time, since you went first last time. Okay. Uh, kind of like, not the big, big news, but the kind of shock news is that apparently the uh, player base for Marvel's Avengers has already just bottomed out to nothing. Um, obviously, there's the main you know story that doesn't require online, but according to multiple articles, that the uh, online matchmaking is below a thousand, um, and I don't know. The article doesn't differentiate. I don't know if that's a thousand total U.S. or thousand total worldwide. But regardless of that, even if it was just like straight up Japan, you know, a thousand people in Japan trying to play the game, that's abysmal. Um, so obviously, you know, the people had their fun in the game and they're done with it and they're just moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've kind of moved past my anger and disappointment. Uh, whenever I see anything about the game now, it's just sort of comical laughter. Um, because that's that's just... It gets to a point where you get angry at certain things, and then you just end up kind of... It becomes kind of co- comedic, in a way, or sort of comical, um, in a way. I mean, you know, I've talked about the game at length before and how disappointed I was and everything. Um, I did obviously the the thirty minute podcast. If people want to listen to that, but um, this doesn't particularly surprise me. Um, it does surprise me a little bit how quickly this has happened. The game came out in September, didn't it? Like middle of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very recent. Early to mid September, I think. I can't remember the exact release date because obviously I didn't care when the game came out. But um, that's very very quick for that to happen. Um, and I mean, you. I remember records from like Call of Duty Warzone. They had like thirty thousand players at on the, the at, at the start of that i don't know the numbers now but that's a very very good start um 
but yeah when you when you're running a live service online game like that um you've got to find ways to keep players happy and uh, active and everything you need you need um weekly and monthly and sometimes daily updates i do know that on um at least for me uh, for, on fortnite and on call of duty they do have daily challenges you know get seven kills with this weapon blow up 15 cars or whatever and i will admit on the call of duty side some of the daily challenges are a little bit ridiculous sometimes there was one that i saw <clears throat> i think it was to where uh mark 50 enemies with the drone which is just kind of stupid but um every now and then you get other ones like get uh, 50 kills with a gun with like stippled uh, grip tape or whatever it's called um, and I have seen because for some reason I guess I just haven't bothered to unfollow them I am still following this game on Facebook and Twitter it's almost out of curiosity just to see what they want to say for updates next and I do see them post quite often about like oh here's the newest um, hero war table or the, the, the newest sort of daily challenges and stuff um, and you you get kind of a 60-40 split, 60 being like the people that are like, okay, this game's buggy, it's bad, I lost some credits or whatever, because I was, I was hearing that people were losing, um, I don't know exactly what credits they were, but they were losing some sort of progress they made through their, their credits or whatever, um, and then there's other people that are like, oh yeah, this game's like pretty good fun and all that, so... I don't know, overall it seems to be siding more with the negative audience than it does with the positive one, um, so I don't know, but uh, yeah, obviously like you like you said as well, there's people that would just buy this for the campaign and then they'll finish it and sell the game or whatever, um, so I don't know, it's, uh, it's a game that's certainly I think, you know, fallen completely flat for me, so uh, what do you think? Yeah, I did get a statement in the article here from Scott Amos, who is the uh, studio head. Mm -hmm. He said that we're confident that we'll see players return to the game as we add new and exciting late game content and demonstrate that we're, we are we continue to be focused on improving the game. Uh, right now, the only content that he hinted at was adding two Hawkeyes. Uh, Clint Barton will make his debut in a two-part operation. Uh, Kate Bishop will be appearing in Operation Take Aim. But no date for those was given. It just says near future. Mm. Uh, there's also a promise of new villains, more story arcs, um, things like that. But yeah, that's that's a very sharp drop off. And we're getting to the point to where the new stuff is uh, going to be coming out. we got a whole bunch of new games coming out towards the end of the year. Yeah, and Cyberpunk's it isn't the end of the out. year. So. Yeah. Cyberpunk, yeah, um, Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, Spider-Man. Gears Tactics, uh, Gears Tactics, just to just to name like four or five. Um, yeah. So and Cyberpunk's going to be you know an enormous game, an enormous open world game. Something like Spider Man Miles Morales will be a bit shorter, but you know you got you got Assassin's Creed and and Cyberpunk, these two big open world games that are going to suck time from people. Um, and as somebody who you know runs a live service game, you got to just make sure that you're. Uh, Doing something to get those players onto your game. The funny thing is for me, because I know you've just said about they they're going to add villains and add these heroes, and they they did previously announce uh, Kate Bishop and uh, Hawkeye as well. You need to fix this game before you add things to it. I'm just seeing so I'm I'm still seeing just so many comments of like okay I've I've put all these hours in and I lost credits or like I glitched through the wall and the mission got abandoned or like. Um, Captain America's eyes falling out of his eye socket, which is one of the one of the um, more well-known sort of 
character model glitches, if you will. It's it's no use you just saying like, okay, we're just gonna add like add here add all these heroes and villains and stuff. It's that's not really much use if this game's still buggy. And I, I get it, games have problems, but like, damn, you you need to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything kind of falls under three simple words: learn from Bethesda. That's a good one. I like that. I thought he was gonna say learn from mistakes, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, yeah, Fallout with, with sort of Fallout seventy six being a big prime example of that. Um, it's it's just weird with Bethesda because every time they went to fix that game, which they did attempt to fix it multiple times, it just ended up more broken each time. It was it's quite bizarre actually when you think about it. Um, but yeah, they don't say they put out that um, uh, patch notes thing um, a few weeks ago about like, okay, we've got a thousand bugs and. Um, we're going to try and fix that. I don't know if they have or if that's been put in a patch update or when that's supposed to be happening. That was at least a few weeks ago because I remember talking about it uh, the last time I was on Geek Town and that was a, that was a couple of weeks back. Um, so I, I don't know if that patch has been installed yet. That sounds pretty important, you know, um, to mm-hmm. fix that. So, I mean, yeah, content's a big priority and putting heroes and villains into the game is a big deal. But you need to make sure your game works and that people aren't losing progress in time. So... But uh, they should know all this anyway, because they're, the, they're the developers of the game and not me. So, um, there you go. But uh, I think we can swiftly move on from that. We've already talked about Avengers before. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here for 20 minutes telling you why the game's bad. I already did that. So, <laughs> uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, speaking of games uh, coming out with a flop, uh, Amazon's uh, free-to-play shooter Crucible is officially dead. Uh, if you've never heard about it, don't worry, nobody else has. Various uh, review sites had the Metacritic below 50, and a month after it was released on Amazon, uh, they sent it back into closed beta. According to the article that I'm reading, the plan was to continue development, but they just realized that the player base was not going to be there and was never going to be there. Uh, So the Crucible team is getting moved into other Amazon projects. The only one I know about is the MMO New World. Uh, which was supposed to be released earlier this year, but has already been pushed into mid-2021. The one saving grace is that Amazon is offering full refunds for any Crucible in-game purchases you've made, uh, but you do have to request one from a link. So if you just search for Crucible offering refunds through your web browser, you'll be able to find various articles, and they should have a link to that. Cool. Yeah, Uh, it's good that they're offering refunds and not just sort of turning their back on people or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. it's interesting for me with Amazon when it comes to games because well, there's, I think there's two different occasions we've talked about them. First of all, the uh, Luna, I think it was, gaming streaming thing that they announced a couple of weeks ago. I think we talked about that, yeah, two weeks ago because last week we talked about the Resident Evil uh, reboot and stuff. Um, yeah, and then they, that, as we've discussed before as well, they've got this uh, development studio um, at Amazon. I must kind of look at Amazon and say, like, okay, you don't really need... I mean, sure, if it works out business-wise and you, you make some, some good games and that, then it should work out pretty well. But they don't seem to have really done too much with their sort of gaming development division sort of side of things. And I almost sort of think, like, you can kind of just drop that and maybe just, just focus on, you know, making new seasons of The Boys or getting this Lord of the Rings Amazon show out wherever wherever that is. Um, or just, you know, the, ne- the next seasons of whatever shows they've got. Um, so, I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not involved with their business side of things. It might be making sense that they've still got 
they're still trying with this gaming stuff and we'll see how the Amazon Luna thing does but um yeah just doesn't doesn't make quite as much sense to me them trying to sort of get themselves involved with uh with gaming I don't know I just associate Amazon more with um you know deliveries and TV at the moment so yeah uh, what do you think and if they want to get in on the gaming side just get your shit together with Twitch mm. I mean that's yeah. they've already, that's why I would never dis- dismiss or discount Luna to begin with because they are, do already have the back end architecture with their uh, servers that they own that they offer like server cloud services and Twitch which is their you know their back end on the gaming so they they've got the backbones that they could make it work but they've already proven that Twitch at best is an inconsistent clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. If they could get that house in order, then you know, well, let's see what games you come out with. But Crucible was the only game they really published, and they killed it. So, hmm. yeah, just seems like not a lot's really happened with it. So, uh, we'll see how things play out in the future. Um, when was that Lord of the Rings show announced? I'm sure that was like five years ago or something. It was honestly, it's I have been a long time. no idea. Yeah, I know that. I know they were. I think they've at least filmed some of it, or at least cast some people. So I, I don't know. Um, just seems to have gone very quiet. So we'll see. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, a lot. Might as well stay on the subject of megacorps uh, swinging each other. Um, Apple and Epic, as you know, had a massive Great fight earlier than. Yeah. Yep. They. they uh... <laughs> oh yeah, it's all kisses and rainbow farts and everything. Um, so Apple and Epic have been going over to war ostensibly over Fortnite, but a lot of it's going to be you know more than that. Uh, the article that I found actually gets into uh, more details and more specifics. Um, so to set the stage, uh, Apple banned iOS by uh, banned Fortnite from their iOS platform. Um, then they started going after Epic game engines. Um, and then Epic sued and Apple countersued and blah, 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 blah. Uh, so according to the article, Epic, Apple and Epic won't be going to trial over the Fortnite, Fortnite dispute until next year. Uh, but there have been some changes in the conflict. Epic has been trying to get the court to force Apple to reinstate Fortnite, claiming its banishment is, cause, is causing irreparable harm, which... Personally, I'm calling bullshit on that because they make so much money from skins and everything on every other platform. It's not hurting them that yeah, much. Yeah, they're not. They're um, not. They're not struggling on making money on Fortnite. Yeah. But then in the uh, court documents, they claimed that uh, Apple was retaliating by trying to block the Unreal Engine um, from being on iOS. Uh, the status quo with Fortnite being barred from iOS won't be changing anytime soon. Earlier in August, Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers ruled that Apple didn't need to let the Fortnite app back on this platform, and none of the arguments presented in court have changed her mind. In court documents that were released October 9th, Epic's request was called an extraordinary relief, which isn't awarded as of a right. Epic, which I have no idea, that's uh, um, legal stuff that I don't understand really. Mm-hmm. Um, Epic argued that while it was close to breach, while it chose to breach its agreement with Apple, their court, the court shouldn't assist Apple in enforcing their contract, uh, which is interesting that you would admit breaching a contract in court. That's like hmm. top three things that you do not do. Yep. Um, but since Apple has yet to provide, since Epic rather has yet to provide that Apple has violated any antitrust laws, 
Its argument was not persuasive to the court, uh, so Fortnite won't be coming back. Hmm. Uh, but there is uh, some light on the end of the tunnel for Epic side, at least in terms of Unreal Engine, which Apple sought to remove alongside Fortnite. A temporary restraining order was granted in August, and Rogers believes that Epic has, show- has shown that Apple plans to remove the Unreal Engine from iOS were retaliatory and taking adverse actions against its subsidiaries, collectively referred to as Epic Affiliates in the court documents, and so that has been put on hold for now. Um, Apple didn't challenge this argument, but did argue that it has historically removed affiliate developer accounts and tools in similar circumstances, and the harm itself is self-inflicted. Apple also claims in court that Epic could put in secret code in the Unreal Engine and other Epic apps, but Judge Rogers wasn't convinced of that. And to be fair, there have been apps that have had stuff hidden in the background. This is long, long time ago, but I remember one like weird color-matching app had a hidden code in to where it would unlock the co- the phone from the carrier's account and allow things that weren't allowed on the carrier at that time, because at that time Apple phones in the United States were exclusively on AT&T. And so that did change that. So while that could be just wild ass speculation, there has been precedent for that. Uh, The final trial is set for May 3rd, but a pretrial hearing will take place in two weeks. Yeah kind of sounds i don't know if i've quite got this right but it sort of just sounds a bit like two young kids fighting with each other in a room one of them hit the other first and then a parent came into the room and then they said you hit me and you hit me and she hit me first and whatever and they need a parent to go in the room and 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 break them up because um it just sort of seems like they're trying to slap each other if if that yeah makes sense. It, it's a big uh, yeah it's a big contest of big swing and egos so yeah. there's no doubt about that yeah. you hit me um, first but you hit me that... back so you hit me back just need to just need to put a parent in the room to to break them up so yeah and it's not like the judge has been biased in either way because with you know on the Apple side they did say you can't bring Fortnite back but then on the Epic side they said you can't block Unreal Engine for now. And this is all just going to get settled by lawyers out of court, probably because the and honestly, this is another one of the the top things is you don't want a court precedent in against your favor in that. Um, yeah, just because that screws everything all the way down the line for God knows how long. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, two big multi, probably billion dollar uh, corporations trying to fight each other. So that's the that's the way the world works sometimes, I suppose. Um, cool. We'll see how it works out. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, kind of a weird one, at least weird in the sense that I didn't think it was this popular or worth this much money. Have you ever played the game Roblox? Um, I think my nephew has. When he came around, he said that he was playing it, but I haven't myself, no. I vaguely-ish remember playing it like for 20 minutes because there was like some weird thing to where if you got 300 gamer score in a limited time frame you know you got like a prize and that was one of the easier games to get a whole bunch of gamer score really quick okay um but anyway uh uh 
Roblox CEO David Bozinski uh, introduced uh, the IPO, so the company is going for public uh, trading on the stock exchange. Uh, the article does not state um, when exactly. There, there was first plans for it to go public on October 1st. That didn't happen, so they uh, pulled it back because they wanted a better valuation uh, for the stock price. Now, as a whole, for that corporation, what do you think they think their company is worth? Um, I, I, I don't know, a few hundred million? Uh, they're trying to get an evaluation of $8 billion. So double the price of Star Wars. Double the price of Star Wars. Yeah, because Disney, than... Disney paid $4 billion for... Uh... <clears throat> and also more than what uh, the entirety of uh, Bethesda. the Bethesda purchase that Microsoft just did yeah, with yeah. Uh, Zenimax. Do you, do you know how much Disney paid for Marvel? Because I don't think I've ever found that out. Uh, see, that's kind of the thing is that uh, Marvel was bought, was reacquiring all its IP on the DL for the longest time. And it wasn't until yeah. the movie first came out that that really got kind of put into the light. Because hmm. I, I um, they got Fox for like was it seventy something billion? It was a lot of money. Um, yeah, but that's a lot of IPs over the years. Yeah, yeah um, I, I want to say like three billion for Marvel, Dunno. but I don't know that that's right. That's just that's a number that pops up in my head. Mm-hmm. So what's the number for this thing? Yeah, um, that's the eight billion is what they say oh, yeah, what they think they're worth. Yeah. Trying to get the evaluation for. Um, they submitted, uh, yeah, it's a lot of money. They submitted a, a draft, uh, reinstigation with a securities and exchange commission, which is, uh, how you get stocks on the stock market here in the U S. Um, the number of shares to be sold and the price range at that share have not been to, announced yet, but if they're 8 billion valuation, you got to figure it's going to be a lot of shares because it's not like anybody's going to pay, you know, $500 a share for a brand new company. Hmm. Um, but they did say that in July they had 150 million monthly active users, and they also expect to rake in 250 million dollars this year, up from 110 last year. So that might explain why they're upping their valuation. Um, but past that, uh, it doesn't. The article doesn't give any kind of a stock ticker on it, which I don't know when that comes into play. So I have no way of tracking it of what they think it's worth. Uh, so it's just one of the things that we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah, I've just looked it up. It says in August 20, 2019, in August two thousand and nine, Disney bought Marvel Entertainment for four billion. So basically, they're saying that this thing that's eight billion is worth the price of Marvel and Star Wars. And Combined, that's, all, yeah. that's also telling me that um, is it Zenimax, the uh, Bethesda company, is that their name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, Zenimax. Yeah, that they think that. Bethesda's IP is well worth pretty pretty much the same price. Was it seven point five or something? So about that, yeah, yeah. Which I I wouldn't really. I don't know. Like I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's just business um, evaluations. But yeah, interesting. Eight billion for that seems a little bit kind of cheap actually. In a way, I know it's eight billion and that's quite a lot. But you think of Marvel and Star Wars; they're like some of the two biggest. IP in the world. 
Um, well, regard- Disney got Marvel at just the right time. They were popular yeah, enough yeah. that they could demand the money, but people hadn't tuckered out of the movies yet. So yeah, because Iron Man came out the year before that in uh, 2008. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, interesting stuff. All right, what else we got today? Talk about. Uh, well, the last thing that I have is Xbox is relaunching its Fan Fest. Some people might remember that they were doing. Uh, events they did one in mexico they did one in london in 2019 um obviously these are going to be virtual events because of everything that's going on uh so you can sign up on uh, xbox's website just search uh, xbox fan fest and you can sign in uh with your xbox uh, live gamer tag they say they're going to be doing multiple announcements over the course of the next few months. Uh, nothing's really scheduled right now except for a virtual trivia contest uh, scheduled for October 23rd, but there's no date, uh, um, no nothing listed past that. It's like what it's going to be about. Um, it does give a time of 9 p.m. Eastern, so that's going to be midnight your time. Uh, 1 a.m. 2 a.m. Yeah. yeah, 2 a.m. Sorry, yeah. math yeah. quit working there for a minute. Five, five hours difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think they could announce here? Do you think isn't is a better question actually? Given the backlash that Halo Infinite got, mainly because of its graphics and that guy who now is a is a meme that uh, character that's now a meme. Mm-hmm. I think he's called Steve on the internet, but that's obviously not his name or whatever. Uh, after that happened and they delayed Halo Infinite. Do you think they show any more of it off, or do you think it's a bit too soon after that? Oh, uh, I don't know. Like I said, right now the only thing listed on the fan fest is the trivia contest. So I'm sure this is just them. You know, they probably had a ton of stuff and you know planning for different fan fests and different uh, uh, conventions and whatnot, and so they haven't been able to do any of that. So they're just gonna do it themselves, I guess, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Um. Outside of that, you know, who knows? I mean, the trivia contest might be, you know, hinting at something for Halo. Depends on what they do the trivia about. Um, they might off. They said, you know, I went through the sign-up process so that I could see it. And part of it is, is do you wish to accept physical prizes? So obviously there's going to be hmm. some kind of a prize thing going on for that. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things until they release more info, we don't really know. Yeah, because they got um, Gears Tactics, which is coming out. They got Grounded, which is in like early access or whatever. Um, Hellblade ain't coming out anytime soon. Because I remember last time they talked about it, they said that they were scouting for uh, like photography for different locations, which tells me that that game's still a little bit a ways off uh, for Hellblade Two. I'm just kind of wondering what else Xbox has got coming out in terms of games. Um, so I don't know because those are those are the four games that immediately kind of spring to mind. Um, Battletoads came out, didn't it? I yeah, think. Battletoads is out. That got like a really really like stealth release. That was kind of strange because um, it was only the, the other day I was just curious to see what they added to Game Pass, and it said um, Battletoads. I was like, oh yeah, that game came out. So they could have promoted that a little bit better. I don't know. Just yeah, just sort of came out and no, no, I haven't seen anyone talk about it. So uh, they did have that um, the game from Don't Nod, the uh, developers of Life is Strange. They came out with their three episodes. Uh, I can't remember what the game's called, but it's um, 
Yeah, that's oh, right. I know, I know exactly what it is, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Yeah, something life. Uh, yeah, their 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 new episodic game series, the the three episodes that came out, they're they're on Game Pass. Um, that's not available on PlayStation, by the way. So that's, I guess, like a timed exclusive or something. Um, but other than that, I don't know what else they could uh, talk about. Unless they finally give a little bit more of an update on what some of their other studios are working on. Because they got 23 of them now. So, um, I don't know. We'll see what uh, what they talk about whenever the event happens. So this is, this is going to be their third year of... Is it their third year? Did they do one in... They did one in 2019. That I know because I was in London. Um, I think there was a Mexico 2018, but I don't yeah, remember off yeah. the top of my head. I think this is the third one. So we'll see what they come out with, but um, just curious to see what games they are uh, ready to show off. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, you said that's the last thing that you've got to talk about? Yep, that's the last one. Cool. Well, uh, Sony owned a developer Insomniac Games, which they bought for, I think it was 200 and something million, which seems significantly smaller now that we talked about all those billions uh, just a minute ago, uh, have revealed that the Spider-Man role has been recast with Ben Jordan. He replaces John uh, Bubniak, who played Peter Parker in uh, Marvel's Spider-Man on PS4. PS4 sorry. Although uh, Yuri Lowenthal who uh, will still voice him. So it's basically the model um, for the character is going to be changed. It's going to be changed to this Ben person. Uh, John used to do it before, but uh, Yuri is still going to be doing the voice. I did see some footage released of a couple of different scenes. Uh, I saw that the footage was released. I didn't see the footage. Uh, did you see the new face of the of the yeah, game? Yeah, I did. What do, you, what do you think? I think only one of two things make any kind of sense either they wanted to find somebody that looks close enough to uh toby um tom holland uh, tom holland or the guy that did the the face uh scanning originally asked for more money and they just kicked him out the door mm-hmm. yeah. those are the only two scenarios that make any kind of sense mm-hmm. because none of the other character models are getting changed um aunt may's not getting changed uh uh Miles Morales is not getting changed. Yeah, uh, Mary yeah. Jane is not getting changed. Uh, yeah, none of none the villains. villains are getting changed. Nothing's getting changed except Spider-Man. So, hmm. yeah, either the guy that was a face actor wanted more money, or they wanted to look like Tom Holland, or potentially both. Maybe he yeah that happened. Little column A, little column B, different direction. Yeah, possibly, possibly both. Um. If it's not one of those scenarios, and this is a creative choice, this is quite silly. Um, I think I I don't I mean I mean when the face first came out, I was like, okay, it's a bit strange. He looks like significantly younger because this guy looks about. I mean, I'm sometimes a bad judge of age. The Spider-Man in this game is supposed to be thirty, I think, because he's been Spider-Man for like four or five years or something. He's definitely um, past like mid twenties. I don't know how old they think. I don't know if they ever said how old he's supposed to be, but right. yeah, he's definitely yeah twenty five. Things like mid mid twenties, late thirties. Um, not late thirties, early thirties or sort of mid twenties. Um, which is around my age actually. I'm twenty six. For those of you that don't know, or whatever. Um. Yeah, they obviously wanted to make him look a bit younger, which is strange considering when Spider-Man... T- I mean, I don't know if Peter Parker will be in the Miles Morales game. We don't actually know that yet, but obviously there, there will probably be a Spider-Man 2 and it will be about 
uh, Sp- uh, Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Um, it's going to be interesting because time would have passed in between the first and the, the actual second game. Um, and now you're going to make him look a bit younger. I wonder how that's going to work like chemistry-wise with the Mary Jane character and and some of the others as well. Like his interactions with um, Miles. Because he almost looks about the same age as Miles now. And mm-hmm. he's supposed to be kind of the... Not, not the like the old man mentor but sort of the 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 young guy but slightly older sort of mentor older brother yeah older brother kind of mentor um thing so i'm wondering how that will kind of work on screen Uh, so for those of you that wondering there obviously if you've still got your uh, ps4 version of spider-man it will still have um john as the as the model you're not going to get i don't think that they're patching the the ps4 game this is basically going to be obviously we've had the confusion about the saves and whatever else is is going on with the with the ps5 version so this is for the PS5 remaster version of the PS4 game. Um, why it needs a remaster and not just backwards compatibility is a different issue. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the situation. So I yeah, when know. you think about it more, probably what at least the scenario that is coming to my mind immediately is that they wanted to do some cutscenes for Miles Morales with the Spider-Man actor, and he's like, "Pay me more," and they're like, "Fuck off." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm still glad that Yuri's voicing him though. At least we still get that kind of familiar voice there. It's just going to be the same voice on a different head. So I don't know. Just speaking of remasters as well, I just wanted to kind of quickly bring this up now that we're talking about it. It it's kind of interesting that because I'm in a couple of Last of Us groups and stuff, and they're kind of and everyone in there has been saying like, well, not everyone, but some people in there have been saying like, oh, I really want. Uh, Last of Us be- to be remastered for PS5, and people have been talking about um, like Ghost of Tsushima. They want that remastered. Why do we need remasters of games that are like? Well, Last of Us is a couple of a couple of months old. Spider Man on PS4 is only two years old. Um, you could just make those backwards compatible, and then just I don't know because uh, one of, one of the common things I see is like, oh, I want this remastered for PS5. I've said it's got better graphics. Do you really need 2018 Spider-Man and 20, 2020's Ghost of Tsushima and 2020's Last of Us 2 to look better? Like, uh, just, it, again, it goes back to my confusion with obsession with, with graphics. Um, I don't know, like, could you, at the moment, could you make Last of Us 2 or Ghost of Tsushima look better? I mean, those games are only, like, a, a few months old, so it just, it just confuses me a little bit. Um, but what do you think? Well, I think the graphics thing is just because you haven't been involved with it as long as I have. I mean, the original Nintendo Entertainment Center uh, system, which is kind of the unofficial official crowning of the 8-bit era, Mm -hmm. I was 10 when that kicked off. So I went through way worse graphics than 8-bit. And I've just seen the evolution, you know, from 8 to 16 to 64 to, you know, that and then hd and then 4k and all that other everything in between so i get wanting to see it in the best possible light and if the developers you know put out like an upres pack for free you know great if it's something that's been gone for a while and they want to charge for it like with the uh the mass effect uh, one through three trilogy that's coming out that's not going to be free. You're going to have to pay for that. And I'm fine with that because those games have been out and gone for a, a very long time. And so there's quite a lot of work, especially with the original Mass Effect. I don't know if you ever played it on 
360, but it had a lot of graphical issues. Yeah. And to get that oh, an hour of it or, or something. And I just, yeah, and I couldn't keep to get that fully fixed, fully up res, get it into 4K if possible. You know, shut up and take my money. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand but, that situation of the, with the yeah, game but that yeah, I think it's part of a you know people are going to be buying these new consoles and they want everything to look better than they remembered it. Um, mm. and that and that's that's what really frustrates me with PlayStation is they constantly do things that make them think make people think that they don't really care. It's like I completely missed it as an article, but did you see that if you want to buy games, you have to buy them on that actual console now? Um so if you want a Vita game, you can only buy it on a Vita. And if you want a PS3 game, you can only buy it on PS3. There's no any way to get past that. Hmm. And if you want yeah. a PS4, it has to be on PS4. Yeah. It's like I could load up my web browser right now and buy a backwards compatible original Xbox game on my computer and tell my Xbox to wake up and start downloading it and have it and ready it to play by yeah. the time we finish this podcast. Yeah. But maybe, and if they yeah. can't do that, fine. I mean, they've proven time and time again that there's some things that they just can't do. Mm-hmm. But they just make me constantly think they just want to forget about everything in the past. But then everybody's demanding that everything in the past be brought in the present, and so then you just get into a continuous loop. Yeah, I, I, it's just I just wonder, like you look at Cyberpunk and Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima, and everyone's like, "Oh, I want this to look better on PS5." Do you really need that those games to look better? Like, yeah, yeah, you're talking about I, a, I, one see, one I, game I, that's going to come out in a month, one game that's a few months old, and another game that's a a couple of months old. It it does just baffle me a little bit. Yeah, and again, I can kind of understand that because I just did rebuild my PC. <clears throat> and so the games that I've already owned that were already capable of doing better have been able to ramp up more and scale up more graphically. And it is a variable notice, noticeable difference. Now, granted, my computer was like 10, 11 years old, so there's quite a bit of jump there. But then again, you know, the uh, and I can't really count the Xbox platform in this because every iteration that they've done has been a little bit better the s was a little bit better than the one the x was better than the s and series s and series x are going to be better than both of those two so we've had a slower graduation and a slower gradation on that Uh, but when you're going from ps4 even ps4 pro to ps5 there is going to be that noticeable difference in quality especially when the games come out specifically for that and then you think back to the older version it's like I know it could look better. I really wish I could play it looking better. Mm-hmm. People like people weirdly don't like going backwards with that. So yeah, unless you're talking about the nostalgia, like for me, eight bit, sixteen bit, that holds a certain amount of nostalgia. So I don't mind that not being modern graphics, mm. mostly because the stuff that I remember as a kid gets made stupid looking now as an adult. So yeah, it's just strange because like when specifically with cyberpunk when people have looked at the gameplay for that and like oh is this going to be remastered and look better on ps5 the the game's not even out yet (laughs) and Uh. microsoft isn't helping anybody on that because they're releasing specs now showing you know it can run at this resolution at this rate on this machine and this better and this better and this better and that's weirdly incentivizing people to get the newer machines Mm. yeah so uh, but that's the situation with all of that. Speaking of uh, backwards compatibility with PlayStation 5, we do have a list here 
of um, how many games have I got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. Uh, ten PlayStation Four games that won't be backwards compatible with uh, PlayStation Five. Uh, be interested to see if you actually recognise any of these. One, no, two, two games in here that I actually no three games in here that I recognise. Uh, so there's a game called DWVR, I don't know if that's a shortened name for a particular game, like you'd have um, T-L-O-U uh, for like Last of Us, uh, and then you'd have like R-D-R-2, like Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, G-O-W, God of War, so I don't know if that's a shortened name for a game, or if that's what the game's actually called, but DWVR, um is not going to be backwards compatible. Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of Kuma Volume 1. TT, I don't know if that's a shortened name. Uh, Isle of Man Ride on the Edge 2. Just deal with it. Uh, Shadow Complex Remastered, which I have heard of. Uh, Robinson The Journey. We Sing, which is the singing game. Hitman Go Definitive Edition, which you can get on your phone. Um, Shadwen. And then Joe's Diner. Um, have you heard of any of those games? Not a single one. No. Well, you've heard of Hitman Go, surely. The uh... I heard of it, but I've never played it. Okay. Um, but yeah, this isn't gonna affect me particularly. I don't plan on playing these games necessarily. But uh, those are ten games confirmed that you uh, won't be able to play on a PlayStation Five. So uh, apologies if you were hoping to do so. Uh, the next one that we got. Um, Naughty Dog have, uh, of course, one of my favourite developers at the moment, have uh, said the following. I'm just going to read what they've written. We're excited to share that all of our games on PlayStation 4 will be backwards compatible on PlayStation 5, including the following. The Last of Us Part 2, The Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, Uncharted 1, 2 and 3, so the Drake's uh, remaster. And it says the Jack series, so Jack 1, 2, 3 and then Jack X, which is the... Uh, racing game not not like the car racing game like crash bandicoot but it's the jack racing game um yeah very good news to me it means that you know if i want to revisit last of us 2 at some point you know i have i did buy the game so i do actually own it i didn't rent it um it's great that i can uh, go and do that if i want to decide to go and try and platinum the other games or visit the other games that's quite good if i want to go back in time a little bit to uh last of us 1 or the jack series that's quite good so, um, yeah, glad Naughty Dog is uh, able to contribute their games to the PS5. Uh, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, it's always good when you can uh, have games that you already own playable on the new consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we'll see that list expanding um, before the console launches so that we can have like a definitive list of everything that can or cannot be played on the PS5. And that's assuming, you know, any of this pre-order cluster nonsense gets sorted out and people actually get their machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see how that works out. But uh, the Naughty Dog games, uh, do note that this doesn't include, um, obviously Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, and 3. The original games are Naughty Dog games, but they've been remastered. But that's by Activision. Those are by Keras Visions games. Those have nothing to do with Naughty Dog, the remasters anyway. So uh, it doesn't include the Crash games at the moment. We'll see if that changes at a later point. Um, I can't think of any particularly noteworthy Naughty Dog games that aren't on that list. That's pretty much the games that people know them for. Jack and Dexter, Uncharted, Last of Us. So, uh, let's move on from that. Uh, Sony released a piece of information about uh, PlayStation 4 game transfers and how they work between the two consoles. So, I'll just, again, read what they've written. 
How do PS4 game transfers and game saves work between the two consoles, PS4 and PS5? And we have the following. You can transfer digital games, game data and game saves from a PS4 to a PS5 console using LAN cables or by connecting Wi-Fi uh, wirelessly. So connecting to the internet either by wireless Wi-Fi or by cable. If you've already stored PS4 games and game data in the external USB storage device connected to your PS4. Assuming that you actually have one connected because I don't. Um, you can bring them over to uh, PS5 with that external USB storage device and if you are a PS Plus member you can also sync uh, PS4 game saves on through uh, on PS5 through the cloud storage so if you go to you know upload your uh, day, uh, save data to the cloud storage you'll be able to uh, grab that from the cloud but not with Spider-Man so uh, please note that the ability to transfer games saves between a PS4 version and a PS5 version of the same game is a developer decision and will vary by title um, for cross-generational games as well again such as Spider-Man um, yeah to me the simplest option here is you know use PS Plus and uh, just use the use the cloud because um, I, know, I know some people do like to transfer with like hard drives and all that sort of stuff but um, I don't particularly uh, but what do you think of that um, answer or situation uh, a little confusing in the sense that, I mean, it makes sense in the basic um, and for the actual game itself for the download. If, you know, that you're definitely going to want to do for uh, an external hard drive because you don't want to have to re-download that, especially if you're on a slow connection or you're on a metered connection. Right. Take a long time. The game save cloud confuses me in the sense that they specifically said you have to be a PS Plus member to do that. I can't imagine why that would be a feature limited to your ability to get on play online games. Um, outside of that, that's no different than anything else Microsoft does. I don't know about the having to have gold to use cloud saves. I don't remember that ever being a thing they've ever think you need it. No, no. Yeah, so that that's a little weird that that's a requirement. Um, I find it kind of disingenuous that they say that it's a developer decision because, you know, Spider-Man is owned by Sony. That is yeah, a first-party first game. And I can't imagine they chose not to do that on one of their marquee titles on literally their, especially for a first-party game, not just like a console exclusive, but for, you know, a Sony-owned property. I can't imagine they wouldn't make that a priority. Yeah, you know. It's rather strange with that, but because uh, that's the only be, way that makes that sense. The only, the... That seems to be the only first-party PlayStation game that's been mentioned to have a problem. Um, yeah, and part of me wonders if they're just trying to do that to force people to rebuy the remastered game. I don't know right, that they are. The, I have no evidence guy. that they're yeah. doing our, but I have a suspicious mind. So, and that mm. just came to my mind. Yeah. So we'll see how it works out. Uh, yeah, maybe they want people to buy the game with the new uh, John, the new face with John in, in the game. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, at least there's a you know you have a couple of different solutions there. You can either use a hard drive, Wi-Fi connection, or you can use uh, cl cloud saves. So um, just choose which one is uh, best for you. Uh, let's move on to some emails and feedback. We do have two of those today, so we'll go through those now. If you have any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, or maybe concerns about video games, um, you can write in to us. Of course, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org. 
Twitter eTalk UK, there's contact page and information in your show notes. Jonathan has a question for me. It says, uh, how are you both? Um, how are you both doing? Hope you're both doing well. We're doing uh, well at the moment. Thank you. Hey Matt, I know it's been a bit of time since your Last of Us Two review, but I do have to ask: Do you have any problems with the game, and what are your thoughts on the issue people have with the game and uh, the uh, particular sex scene in the game, which some people have actually described that they are grossed out by, which I don't quite understand. I get that people have different sensitivities, but um, that doesn't mean you understand them all. So, uh, so problems with the game. Uh, my one issue with the second game and with the first game as well, I do find a little bit that when you're, mostly when you're crouching, obviously when you're prone it's an issue as well, you do move a little bit slowly at certain points. And it's kind of important at certain points that if you're doing, even if you're not doing stealthy movement, even if you're in the heat of battle and... Uh, you know, you need to move to one piece of cover, or you want to move from one side of a piece of cover to another one, and you'll crouch behind it. You do move slightly slowly. Um, I do know that with... I think it's with Abby and with Ellie, you can upgrade to where one of them moves quicker while prone. I can't remember which character that's with. It might have been with both of them. Um, but uh, you can do that. That sort of adds a little bit to it. But other than that... Um, a problem which is more on me, I think, as well. Uh, sometimes my aim in the game is not very good, but then I have kind of said before a little bit that I have found, as I've gotten, you know, I'm still considered a young person, apparently. <laughs> but um, I have noticed that since I've moved some from sort of my late teens to my late 20s, so between the ages of like 16, 17, 18 to sort of 25, 26... Um, I have gotten slower at games and just slightly worse at games. Uh, not like dramatically bad, but I, I've I've genuinely noticed it as well. I think I mentioned before when I played the first Ori game and uh, when I went in to play the second one. And, you know, I'm kind of playing not the same game. So obviously one's a sequel and it's better and it's different. Uh, I kind of just noticed how worse I was at the game. And that was kind of a moment of realisation for me. But yeah, it, it might be, maybe it is to do with the, the way that you aim in the game. Maybe it's to do with my uh, aim is off or I'm worse at games. But those are the only two kind of small problems. Yeah, so the the movement when you're crouched, not when you're running or when you're standing up moving. Because obviously you're able to, to move a little bit quicker. And of course when you're prone, you're, you're sort of crawling along the floor anyway. So you're obviously going to be slow. But that and um, aiming. In the game, I think is is a little bit of a problem. Um, thoughts on the sex scene? I mean, I'm not going to say which one you're talking about because that would be a spoiler for the game. But um, yeah, I remember when people were saying about, oh, you know, watch out for this really sort of grotesque um, sex scene, and I got to it, and I just sort of didn't really have the same feeling. I I just don't think. I mean, in terms of the violence and sort of the the sec the sexual uh, content in the game as well. I don't think some people were necessarily prepared for what they were going to be walking into necessarily. I mean, we all, I'm guessing we all knew when we walked into the game that it was going to be a lot more violent. It was going to be a lot more just, well, adult in general. But I don't think some people were quite compared to, quite ready for how adult this game was, it was going to be. And I think that they were maybe slightly surprised by that. So, um, any thoughts on any of this? Uh, well, I can kind of understand people having a problem with not playing Joel because that is who we got to know and got to control in the first last of us. Mm -hmm. And honestly, this is the first time that I can remember a game 
being in the same franchise, having the same character in the game, but not controlling that character. Uh, for the Mass Effect thing, you controlled Shepard the whole way through. Uh, for Nathan Drake, you know, for um, um, Nathan Drake series, you controlled him for the most part, for the mo- all the way through. Um, as for the sex thing, I mean, that's been blown out of proportion as an issue for fuck, as long as I can remember. I remember actually when the original Mass Effect came out, before it had actually been released, there were some news outlets going, oh, it's just this perverted, dirty, you know, sex simulator. And I played through the game, and, like, depending on which character your Shepard decided to romance, you maybe got, like, three seconds of side boob. It's like, oh, my God, somebody give me some pearls to clutch. (laughs) Um, Then, of course, there was that mod with one of the GTA games and the infamous Hot Coffee mod. Um that one I could kind of get a little bit because that was a mod to a game, but um, I mean, hell, there's been you know sex in video games since back to the Atari era, and I'm not making that up. There's actually a sex game on the Atari 2600. Hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I said, I just I don't think some people are quite prepared of how adult Last of Us Two is because it really is quite adult. So just in in terms of lots of different themes and. Uh, scenes and situations so uh but that's that's answered i think harrison has returned and says hey fellas hope all is well all is well at least as well as it can be in 2020 i guess <laughs> uh do you think the upcoming harry potter game will be suitable for my son i know it's probably a ways off but i'm trying to get him into different ip um it's quite a good thing that you're doing actually as well because you know as he as he gets older and stuff and he's going to get you know, when he gets older eventually. Um, I can't remember him saying how old his son is or if he's told us before, but uh, not that you don't have to do that, but obviously you've told us that he's uh, a young person. Um, but as he gets older, you know, he will have nostalgia for certain things and, um, you know, just, just trying to get him into different stuff is obviously kind of important in that. I mean, he's the parent here and not me. I, I don't have a child or whatever. But um, I, I just think it's a good idea to try and get your, your children into to different stuff. Um... I don't know if we can answer the question about Harry Potter because we really don't know much about it. I mean, um, they did say that J.K. Rowling um, is not going to be involved in the game. She's obviously going to receive some money because I think she owns... Does she own the IP? Yeah, she owns the IP outright. Okay, because Warner Brothers made the films, didn't they? Yeah, and they just licensed it from her. Yeah, yeah. Um, And just to quickly kind of comment on that, and a lot of people said, like, oh, I'm going to boycott the game because of her, like, you know, transphobic comments and everything... I think you need to look at the game in a different scenario, which is, okay, think of the, think of, in terms of ratio, right, you've got one person that's made some some nasty comments, sure, don't support that person, but then you've probably got hundreds of developers, I don't know how many developers are in that team, but at least probably a good few hundred, um, just think about, okay, supporting them over supporting her, she's already got loads of money anyway, um, and just think about okay, the 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 developers that have put probably four or five, maybe six years or however long into this game, and uh, just just try and try and think about them a little bit instead. Maybe uh, I'm not saying you should support should support uh, J.K. Rowling. I think what she said was stupid and not not very nice. Um, but uh, just think of the people that are actually working on the game. So, uh, but going back to what he said, is it su- going to be suitable for his son? Um, I don't know. We don't have like the the rating for the game yet. We've not really seen a ton of it. Um, any particular thoughts on that? It's a bit of a difficult question to answer at the moment. So yeah, the only thing we really know about the game is that it takes well before the events of the movie. I yeah, 
I think somebody said it's the 1800s 18... or something. Yeah, 1800s. Um, yeah, so that we really can't answer until we get like more gameplay footage and more specifics about the game. Is it going to be an RPG? Is it going to be, you know, action adventure RPG? Is it going to focus on like, you know, battling monsters and whatnot? Uh, it's kind of hard to tell. Mm. Um, past that, see, I have a real problem with people demanding purity tests because nobody's pure. I guarantee you eight people that you really like probably have something in their past that they don't really care to admit that they had done in their past. Sure. And that's okay. We're all imperfect creatures. Mm-hmm. There is not a perfect creature alive right now today. Everybody's got faults. And you can either just constantly eliminate everything out of your life if somebody has a fault with that. And then you're going to be alone because everybody has faults. Mm-hmm. All you can really do is just accept that they are who they are and hope they change for the better. Mm. To kind of go along with that as well, uh, you know, you have things like corporate greed and you have crunch in, in the gaming industry and whatever else that kind of goes on. You know, people at Ubisoft have been sexually harassed and, and whatever. Uh, just to kind of bring up a recent example. If you let, let let's say you turn around and you say okay the the director of um I was it called Assassin's Creed did all that stuff I'm not going to support the game again I would say think of the developers instead of just the director you got to think about like I'm not saying you should again I'm not saying you should should support the bad person I'm saying you should think about the probably hundreds of other developers that have worked on the game and think about supporting them as well um or instead rather. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you if you get into a mindset in your life where you look at every TV show, game, and film that you consume, and you think like, okay, there's one person on that team, one person on that team, one, well, there's one person on every team of everything that you follow that has done something wrong, you're not gonna, and you decide not to not not to support that thing because of that one person, you're not gonna end up with many TV shows, games, or films because like as as you've just said hundreds of people work on all these different things at least one or two if not more have done some bad stuff and then the, the but the majority of the team that worked on that thing has worked hard done probably done quite a good job on it and you should just think about supporting them um kind of in the long run uh but yeah do do you agree with what I kind of just said about you know if you if you look at the teams like that and you pick out the bad eggs and decide not to support it you won't end up with many things to follow basically yeah and and full disclosure i there are people that i will not support because of things like that but they're all independent you know creators they're not like you know one random person that has a semi-high position at some random company these are all individual people they all have their own individual brands and uh i don't want to say ip because um it doesn't really apply in this sense but Everything they do, I mean, they might hire some outside people every now and then, but it's all insular to them individually. They're all individuals in that sense. And there's only like two that I really deal with on that. Um, But there are two people that were so diametrically opposed to everything that I think that I would have never supported them to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like, oh, these, these guys are awful. And then this one thing happens like, oh, I'm never touching that again. These are all like, oh, that's awful. Oh, that's awful too. Oh, you're still in the news? Yeah, that's super awful. Um, so it's not like I'm saying never do that ever. Obviously, 
if something is so egregious, then that makes sense. But, you know, it's the whole, you know, bad apple spoiling the bunch kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think I'm, I'm not going to name them on the air, but I think I said to you off the air about three people that I would refuse to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've said uh, the same to you, so yeah, yeah. So we all have we all have people that we uh, don't want to be sort of involved with. So, uh, but anyway, that's uh, an interesting end to this week's episode of uh, gaming talk. But uh, go and enjoy w- what you'd like to enjoy, and uh, go and have fun. Try not to take things too seriously, but try not to. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's the end of this week's episode. Thank you all very much for listening. Um, you can find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, not so much films these days, Manchester United podcast. We do play against Newcastle on Saturday at 8 o'clock, and I hope that we can remember how to defend because we appear to have forgotten how to do so. So uh, hopefully that problem can be fixed out. Um, otherwise, we'll let in another six goals. But uh, I'll be back with that podcast, the United cast, at some point after the Newcastle game, Saturday, 8 o'clock. In the meantime, TV and um, video games pretty much at the moment. Content on entertainmenttalk.org, Walking Dead stuff, uh, Star Trek starts on Friday. Pretty much replaces the boys in terms of uh, schedule. Uh, And then there's a bunch of other things as well to uh, be happening. So uh, look out for all those as well on entertainmenttalk.org. If you'd like to support the podcast and support Entertainment Talk, we are on Patreon. You can have a look at the $1 and $3 level tiers for instant ad-free podcast and review options. Amazon affiliate link if you're buying stuff on Amazon we can get a small cut it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds if you search for entertainment talk on there you can rate, review, subscribe to us either the individual feeds or the main entertainment talk feed it's entirely up to you how you'd like to get those episodes. Uh, you can also find uh, Geek Town run by David of course on, Ge- uh, on iTunes as well just search for Geek Town for uh, Geek Town Radio episodes on Tuesdays and you can also head over to geektown.co.uk for all your up-to-date reliable TV and film news. Uh, Bex is doing some fun interesting stuff at the moment over on... I, I'm sorry, you, you said fun and interesting stuff. Uh, fun. Yeah, well she she was testing bit alerts on her channel and according to her she was up to like 3 in the morning doing that and then went to bed and forgot she left them live. So the next time she went live people found them and started using them. And she does this to herself. I don't get it. She openly says she hates Baby Shark and yet left the full song for Baby Shark as a bit alert. And people played it. She does this to herself all the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you want to find all that fun and interesting stuff, which is the way I'll describe it, you can find Bex on uh, Twitch if you search for Trista. Bytes, that's Trista. B-Y-T-E-S, go and follow her on there and uh, support her stuff. She's doing some uh, cool stuff over there at the moment. Uh, word of mouth, you can simply tell people that you know about the website, iTunes feed, Geek Town, and Bex on Twitch. Social media, you can do the same thing, but on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and different Facebook groups if you can. And also look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thank you all very much for listening. <clears throat> and uh, I clearly need to stop talking, so thanks for listening, and I'll see. You, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.